Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in Center of Attention this week. It's coming back since this is the end of the football season. Uh, wish it was on a happier note, but it's one of the more topical ones. And uh, since this show is going to be so heavily based around the Super Bowl, it, it only fits in this part of uh, the segment. So Center of Attention this week, talking about two legends that were lost since the last time that we've been here for a podcast since episode 170 we're now on 171 live thursday night before the super bowl uh lost carl weathers and then earlier this week lost toby keith carl weathers was at the end of last week uh going into the weekend toby keith i think i believe was tuesday morning um it's uh, always something where it's it's a little bit reminiscent that we are not uh always going to be there and and i think it's a good we we talk about it a lot but just reminders because we are so invested in in our own families like uh those were two guys i i can remember watching rocky and carl weathers playing apollo creed was my introduction to bad guy turned good guy like you're not always you can fight against your brother but at some point he's going to turn around and he, and he's going to have your back and get you back to where you need to be and he he was the quintessential tragic hero when when he gets killed by drago in the fourth movie and then he goes on having played in the nfl then goes into an acting career and becomes one of the better actors of, of all time legendary characters and predator uh chubbs from happy gilmore adam sandler kept him in his movies he was in the gronk kick of destiny campaign it, it's wild that it, it, things change so quickly I, I guess he was fighting you know, battling his his own disease, and, and so was Toby Keith. He hadn't looked right since uh, it's been a while now. But both those guys, I, I can remember. I mean, my brother and I have been singing duets of uh, Beer for My Horses, him and Willie Nelson, and Toby Keith has just always been a part of my life growing up. That was what we listened to in the car driving around. So country music and, and the world, Toby Keith, uh, that, that was a blow. Carl Weathers, the sports and, and acting and, and just – the inspiration that that whole franchise brought. If there was no Apollo Creed, there would be no Rocky Balboa. There would be no Sylvester Stallone and, and the Rocky series would not exist. And, and think about how that would affect the sports world today, because I guarantee you, you can ask a good majority of athletes if they've been inspired at least some point by the Rocky Balboa franchise. And Carl Weathers has a big part to play in that because of the character that he had. So this week's center of attention, unfortunate that we lost those two guys. Um, but we're going to get into our big game preview, 58th edition of the big game. Coming up, Nico Bryant and I on episode 171 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Tune in live on Thursday night. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Oh, there we go. And we're in episode 171 live Thursday night. Uh, last live show for a while uh, to update everybody. This will be our Super Bowl preview. I'll have another preview show coming up Sunday. Talking to Gridiron is going to be live Sunday morning early. So you might not wake up early enough for it to, to watch it live, but go back and check it out before the game. Um, and then we'll have our post game show Monday. But this will be kind of our culmination of the season of the playoffs. We've been doing live playoff shows for the past few weeks. And now we'll be uh, taking next week off. Nico's traveling for the Champ Series uh, coming up after the Super Bowl next week. And, and he'll be out um, 
off off with the Redwoods, California Redwoods, taking out the the Champ Series, and we will be taking the week off next week, coming back with our normal pre-recorded episodes, um, bring back some of the segments since it is the middle. We're we're still kind of waiting for the playoff push. We haven't even gotten to the trade deadline of the NHL season, so it feels like the other sports are kind of dragging on. But before we know it, we'll turn around and it'll be time for March Madness. Uh, the wrestling tournament, NCAA, I might be going out there live. There's a lot of things coming up, but Nico, it's the culmination of our favorite. I, we're, we're football guys first. This is a football podcast first. It's the culmination of the NFL season, and we have a, a great matchup of two teams that are probably the best teams that were left in the league. The, the Chiefs proved it on the way that they've made it to the Super Bowl. The 49ers, though they've looked bad, have done what they needed to to get here, and uh, it's it's time to talk some Super Bowl right. football. Yeah, it's it's look, it's the most televised it's the, or is the most watched event in, of the calendar year every single year. It's it's a culmination of the biggest sport in America. It's a culmination of some of the best athletes of all time, some of the biggest personalities in the world, all convene on this one city. And obviously, uh, being in Vegas, that that adds a little bit of extra juice to it. Uh, but it's it's. It's everything you want in the sports world all coming down to one day. No one, no one, and I mean no one schedules anything on Sunday uh, because everyone knows, all right, what's the deal? What, how, what part are we going to? How, how are we going to uh, be watching the, the big Whose house and how much beer am I going to have to How much beer? What, am I, what, what do I need to bring? Like it's, that's, that's what the conversation starts and ends with on Sunday. It doesn't matter if you're, a, if you're a diehard football fan or if you're just a casual and just want to watch the commercials. Cough, cough, Taylor Swift fans. Um, it, it really just it, it is it has something for everybody, including the halftime show, including all the fun props that we'll get to. It has everything, something for everybody, and obviously you and I will enjoy enjoy the football part of it the most. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be. Uh, I it's weird how things have turned out. Time is a flat circle. I don't know if you've seen the pictures going around social media, but this is. All very similar events leading up to what happened in 2020. The Chiefs and 49ers were the game, the last like major sporting event that happened before the pandemic shutdown. So it's a little bit eerie, but it's it's a matchup of of two teams that one is trying to push themselves over the hump. They probably should have been there. And uh, what's up, Tyler? You, you got a big game coming up this week. I, here's the thing. I I've experienced it as a fan. I know you've experienced it as a fan. Tyler has experienced it as a fan. What are those feelings that you have as a fan of your team going into Super Bowl Sunday? I didn't feel that excited. I was more nervous. We had to have a party. My mom forced me to host a Super Bowl party that year. And I, it was, I couldn't just hang. I'm not normal when I watch a Bengals football game. What, what was your feeling going into uh, the so, Broncos? Be able to like, relive and 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 actually like be present in two, in two Super Bowl runs obviously the one where we literally didn't stand a chance the whole game and that was probably the worst feeling I could I may have ever had in the sports world we're literally from the opening snap of the game the game was over. <laughs> there was no returning, and that, that sucked because I didn't get to enjoy the game at all. By, by halftime, I turned that shit off and said, I'm fucking done, okay? So th- that that one, it, it, it's an outlier because it's just so much different. Obviously, going back to Super Bowl 50, the – it was it was a feeling of a couple different things. It, it was a feeling of this is our last chance with this team, and if we don't do it now, this there we may not I may not be, be able to get another better chance. If not now, when? Yeah. If not now, when? And and obviously with your team in there, I think it's a little bit different. You're a very young team, very new to the whole story. And and my team at the time was 
Like I said, Peyton's last year, Vaughn was in the prime of his career, a bunch of guys at the back end of not prime of their career. It was now or never. And then luckily we were able to do it now. Um, but I, well, going into a Super Bowl week as a, t- as, as a fan of the team, look, your rituals and everything you may have, you can almost throw them out of the fucking window because unfortunately you have friends and family that want to enjoy the game with you. There's very, very few times um, that you can experience the joy of, of, of a sport with everybody, everybody. Not everybody will sit down and watch the NBA Finals. Not everybody will sit down and watch the the uh, NHL Stanley Cup Final, MLB World Series. The only other, the only other sport where that probably is a possibility is the World Cup, and, and that's because it's on a global stage. There's no, there's very very few people that will watch a championship game all together and and want to enjoy, especially when you have a, a team in the in the race. You have a team in the race. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, it sucks. Um, but like I said, only two teams out of 30 make it every single year. And unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady at the helm, it's very, very rare you get to come here, right? It's been four years since the 49ers have been to the Super Bowl. It's been another 20-some-odd, maybe 30-some-odd years since they won it. I don't know the exact number. Like it's been, it's, it's very, very rare. It is very, very rare. It's glorified air that you were in. And like I said, it, it's, it's fun to enjoy it, and it's fun to be around festivities, be around – uh, the storylines and everything, it may not be fun to, to pay $500,000 for a third level ticket, but it may be exciting to, to be a part and see everything else. So like I said, I, if you're a fan of the 49ers or Chiefs, one, if you're a Chiefs fan, I don't know how you're still listening to the show. And two, uh, 49ers fans, enjoy it. Like I said, you, you have one of the best teams you, you've ever assembled, and, and you got to enjoy the players and the great team you have when you can. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the, the Chiefs fans that do find this show are probably the ones that find us on Variety Sports Network after we post on our, our show, and, and it's unfortunate for them because they tune in and, and they hear a lot of slander. But I like I also chuckle because they're like, oh, Variety Sports, what, what are these guys far end of the bench? Well, they're talking about the – oh, they're, they're not talking very nicely about the Chiefs. They're not saying good things. They, they don't like Taylor Swift. They hate us. What? The Broncos, people outside of Kansas City hate us? What do we do? Remember in 2018, we were all rooting against New England. You you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, and they've become a villain. Hand up. I was rooting on the Patriots that year. Hand up. Hand up. I was because I obviously wasn't rooting for them in the Super Bowl, but – like what, what did Patty B say? You don't root for divisional opponent success in the playoffs. So yeah, I wasn't rooting for them, but yeah, I, it, it, it is, it was, it is weird that, that the fucking chiefs have, have not indoctrined, but like watered down how much I hated Tom Brady <laughs> growing up. Like they, they have really, maybe like be a feel sympathetic of being like, you know what? Tom was really good for such a long time. It was so entertaining to watch. And now Mahomes is just making me fucking throw up every time I see his face or his current voice. So it's crazy that the chiefs have been able to do that, but they have been. Well, well damn Nico. I didn't know that you had that, that harsh of feeling to get about me. And it, it, we're just trying to, it, nobody really gave us a chance this year. And I'm just glad that we came together as as a team. And uh, I feel like we should talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because nobody's really put any any respect on on our name. So uh, uh, be sure this is Patrick Mahomes telling you guys follow at FEOTV Pop, follow uh, Far Into the Bench, subscribe if you're watching live on the YouTube channel, and be sure to leave a like and a comment. All right, I, I I'm glad that we were able to get Patrick away from the Super Bowl festivities for that. 
Um, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the roller coaster of a season that they did have. Uh, we're going to go through both teams, and, and we're starting with the defending champs. Uh, we saw them opening night against Detroit. This was the Lions coming out party. It was still a very close game. We all remember this was when the the memes Kadarius Tony was Clifford Franklin for a weekend could not catch a cold uh, standing on in the Eskimo in in the Eskimo country. So it, it was bad, and the Chiefs have. So it, it was always close. They aren't the team that runs away from people. You you look at the Chicago game where they dominated 41-10, but that, that was majority of defense. This is a different Chiefs team than we saw even last year in the Super Bowl. Last year, they were an offensive team that went toe-to-toe with another juggernaut, uh, an offense that was clicking on all cylinders. They were able to win a shootout. It was a defensive play. You could talk about the turf. That, that was a big deal after last year's game. They won the game last year. This year, it's it's a different mindset that this Kansas City Chiefs ha- team has. They are defensive-oriented. Steve Spagnuolo is the driving force. I think you could look at a majority of the Chiefs roster and their coaching staff. They would all say it's it's based off of Spags. What he's giving offenses, have he's just been confusing everybody and making guys that are very good look human. He shut down a lot of good teams this year, and, and the Chiefs are where they are because they know how to win close games in, in the play in the postseason. They went on this run before by trailing in all their games. This is nothing new to them. They, they've been now underdogs, and now they've been on the road, and, and they're in a similar situation where the 49ers are favored going into the Super Bowl matchup, and we're going to see just, just who's going to show up. And uh, this Chiefs team, though they started off rocky and they haven't looked the way that they did last season, this defense does still give me hope, and it's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's 15. In years past, like I said, this offense had had to get this team out of holes that the defense would leave, right? Throughout, but you look at throughout this whole season, the Chiefs did not win the division with flying colors like they had the last four or five years. There was not a real conversation, but there was a conversation of them losing the 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 losing the the, the division at middle part of the season when the Broncos won six in a row when the Raiders uh, uh fired uh, uh McDaniel's and went on their little bit of a run there was a conversation that'd be like the Chiefs don't pick it up they may be they may fall into a wacky situation obviously that never came to fruition it was not even close to happening but it just came to to, to the dominance of the it just shows to the dominance of the previous teams that they had where they would just come out and smack everybody in their mouth and uh, especially offensively and like i said this defense that's one thing that, that they that spagnola did much better this year than he has in your past is he decided you know what if we hold teams under 20 points there's a very good chance we're gonna win every game every single game it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what happens offensively. It doesn't matter who the hell is catching footballs for them. If 15 is back there, you can almost guarantee that we can score 20 points. That's that, that's the attitude. That's the attitude that they brought. And Spagnola, last couple of years has not been great. Defenses were not very good. Not very talented. This year, with 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 with, with the additions they made uh, by Nick Bolton in the draft last year, and and the Chris Joneses, obviously of the world, like the defenses and the Jerry Sneed, very very much much more dependent on the defense just producing big time for them. And when you have one of the best, most talented quarterbacks on the other side of the field, you have a top five defensive football. It just makes everything so much easier, so much easier. Because when your defense is struggling, because like I said, your offense or defense can struggle at points in the playoffs in the regular season. When your defense is struggling like, like it has in the past, you can also rely back on your offense. That takes less of the burden on the offense throughout the entire regular season. Kadarius Tony. Rasheed Rice, uh, and MVS, they don't they don't have that much of a burden. You just need to tell them, hey, 
get us 16 to 18 points, two touchdowns and a field goal, possibly two field goals, and we'll win this game. That is a that is a very relieving thing as an offense that that carried this team for a lot of years. Very very relieving thing. And look, when this team got to the postseason, which we'll get to here in a moment, you can see how that affected them because the defense was a lot healthier, a lot flying around a lot more, and the offense was able to just pick up the pieces and the scraps that opposing teams' defenses were trying to uh, defend against them. Yes, uh, they did have a losing streak this season. You can't really call it a streak, but they lost more than one game in a row, which it's the first season in a couple of years that that's happened where they had two regular season games that they, they lost in a row. So they've had adversity. They've battled back. It was a lot of mental errors, and there was a lot of talk, especially around that middle part of the season, that this team was missing the enemy, and they were missing that guy that's going to hold everybody accountable on, on that side of the ball. Nagy isn't going to do it. Nagy's not going to be the guy that gets after somebody. And, and if you try and get after Patrick Mahomes as Matt Nagy, he's going to turn around and tell you to go kick rocks. I make $500 million, dude. They're going to fire you long before I'm gone. So let's just get this over with. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And they struggled for the first part of it. <clears throat> the thing about Patrick Mahomes this season is that he's shown he's going to trust his guys and that's given them the confidence this season. So what began as a weakness for them with their wide receiver play, now you have Rasheed, um, being able to do what he's doing out as a wide receiver, Kelsey's starting to find his groove again. But it is it, it's sporadic. They they have to take points when they're presented, and that's something that's different with this Chiefs team. I think another thing that we have to remember, especially about their last matchup and the matchup that they they were uh, that they ended up losing against Tampa Bay, Kansas City does like to play themselves out of good positions if they are given every ability to run the football against the defense. Think back to that Super Bowl they lost to Tampa. Tampa was begging them to run the ball. They were not running a defense that they could have stopped any ISO or just like downhill zone, even anything like that. And Kansas city, what do they do? No, I'm going to pass. We have Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw it deep. I'm going to throw it deep to Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes can't get more than five seconds of pass protection, but I'm going to go ahead and try and throw it deep. So Kansas city, if Andy Reid can stay out of his own way, which he's proven before, if he can figure it out, you know, halftime adjustments have been big for them on this run. That's something where Kansas City, it could hold them back, but it can also be a catalyst. I think that coaching coaching is going to be a very big factor in the Super Bowl. Oh, look, I, I think I think this year they showed that with Pacheco, Pacheco's been the best running back that Mahomes has played with since he got to the Chiefs and got to the league. Like he is, he has been the perfect back uh, for for catching out of the backfield and also running downhill. The guy runs like his his hair's on fire every time he goes downhill. And I think that that Bills game really showed to me that they were not afraid to stick with the running game because obviously it was working a lot more. Um, and when you face a high powered offense like the Bills, like the Ravens, like they were playing the last two. Rounds, you have to maintain possession, and, and when you keep Mahomes on the field, whether it be running the ball or throwing the ball, it's, it spills nothing, nothing but positive thing, positive things for your team. And that, and Pacheco has been an absolute X factor of this team. And you can say all you want about Kelsey and 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 how good he is and how many touches he gets every game. This team is, has really, really heavily relied on Pacheco since week one to to not carry this offense, but be a pivotal part of this offense and winning football games. Because you look at the you look at the record of games that they lost. It was I mean their 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 rushing numbers are very very low. 
Very low. You look at the games they won handedly. They were dominating the line of scrimmage, and Patrick Mahomes was doing Patrick Mahomes things. There wasn't a ton of shootout games. Obviously, the Ravens and the Ravens and Bills games were not much of a shootout, but there weren't a ton of shootout games. It was gritty um, in the in the paint games that that or not in the paint, but in in the trenches games that that the Chiefs were winning, and that's far, far, far difference from what they've done in the years past. Just for reference, Pacheco in the postseason this year on 63 carries, he has 254 yards, four yards a carry, and three touchdowns. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's more rushing production than Patrick Mahomes has had. Mahomes is the second leading rusher on the team, by the way, with 75 uh, yards on 14 carries. And I would take a guess that that's 100 more yards than, than – than any other running back outside of maybe Damian Williams, that Super Bowl run um, when they beat the 49ers originally. I think that's more rushing yards than I, I would guess any time that Mahomes has been to the Super Bowl in this run, in this stretch. Yeah. Uh, looking at their playoff run, they went through the Dolphins in that first round game. We mentioned that we talked about it. It was the freezer bowl or this generation's version of it. When you pulled the water out of the cooler and it, it just froze there uh, 26 to seven. The Dolphins were more fraudulent than anything, but they looked good. They they beat up on a team when they should have. Then they go on the road to Buffalo, where everybody's talking about whether or not they can win on the road. They win close against the Buffalo team that was firing on all cylinders, had all the momentum in the world, and finally got to play Patrick Mahomes at their house, and, and they still stole their cookies. And I, I would say stole the cookies again of Baltimore. Didn't do much in the second half, but they got a big enough lead in the first half, and that defense shut down, I mean, we talked about it last week in the championship recap. The Ravens played themselves out of that game so badly, not running the football more than six times as the number one rushing team in the NFL. I I just seriously don't know how that works, but Kansas city is, is here. They did. They won two games on the road this year and now they get to play. It's technically a home game. It's an AFC West stadium. They're very familiar with uh, Allegiant stadium where, where they're at this weekend in, in Las Vegas. And they've been here before. Both these teams have been here before, so it's not like the Super Bowl procedures are different. But Kansas City has been here. If they win this year, it's a full-blown dynasty. Three championships in the span of five years. Oh, it's no doubt a dynasty. And the argument I will say against what what you just said is, I think it's majority going to be Niners fans. I think it's I think it's about 75-25 because of how close San Francisco is to Vegas and and how many California 49ers fans there are and how close it is to Nevada. Because look. The, the, the California is the 49ers state, right? The Rams just moved here. Chargers were always the fucking sought after. I thought it was the Redwood Raiders. state, Nico. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. It, it's sure as hell not the fucking Lakers. Um, it, it, look, I, I, I think it's – you saw we saw the, the media day on Monday. You saw everything that was going on. It was majority of booze for the Chiefs and, and majority of cheers for the 49ers. Maybe that's because of all the fucking – Mahomes, Kelsey, drama, and all that shit, and, and and whatever. Or maybe it's because it's a majority 49ers fans. Just look at how how many 49ers fans fill up SoFi Stadium when they play the Rams. Heck, when they play the play the 49ers. Or sorry, when the 49ers play the Chargers. That stadium is red. That stadium is not blue, the, like the Rams and Chargers. And that's because the Chargers fan base is also ass. But the Rams fan base is a lot stronger than that. But it's constantly filled with red. And I would be – and look, obviously it's going to be fully red, the stadium, because it's going to be Chiefs and 49ers fans. But I, I would take a guess that it would be 75-25, maybe 66-33 to be a little bit fair. But with how close San Francisco is, I think it's more of a home game. Yes, it's familiar territory because um, the Chiefs play the Raiders once a year there. Uh, but I think it's more San Francisco ties than Kansas City ties. 
Is that is that not a Chiefs home stadium? Don't they always beat the Raiders out there? It's it's uh, everyone's it's home not, stadium. There's always more. The, the, the Chargers and Raiders don't play home games. They play they play uh they play six uh, road games, road division games every year. I look. I don't uh, care. Look. I don't care if they beat us. It's always orange. It's always orange. It's always orange. And it's always red. That's all I'm gonna say. Those two stadiums. Whenever a division opponent comes in, doesn't matter. If the Broncos are fucking ass. Doesn't matter if the Chiefs are gods. It's always gonna be orange when the Broncos come. It's always gonna be red. That's simple. That's how it always is. Anything else that we want to say about the Chiefs before we move over to the other side and talk about the NFC champion 49ers? Look, it's 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 the greatest receiver uh, quarterback duo in NFL history. It's going to take a lot to beat this team. And I don't know what the record is. I, th- I think I saw the statistics slightly. I think it's either five and one when, when underdogs in the postseason or something along those lines. And it's, it, it, it sh- shows how good this team is. And like I said, there's no one that, that plays better with the lights on. And then, then this team, than this team, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the chiefs, the 49ers great team. Ravens, good team. Bill's good team. If the bill, the chiefs, we're not in this era. We, we would see some Super Bowls with some great teams, right? The Bills are a great team. The Bengals were a great team. There was a lot of great teams in this era where the, where Super Bowls could have been won by other teams. But since Patrick Mahomes plays – Patrick Mahomes and company, and specifically Andy Reid, know how to coach under, under the spotlight, um, many teams have still struggled, struggled to trying to find that same aura. Uh, looking across, we have the San Francisco 49ers. They had the bye in the first round, uh, but l- let's look back. Uh, really dominant at the beginning, beating the Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals, and Cowboys. A little bit of a skid towards the middle of the season, losing to the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals. Kind of got mollywopped against Cincinnati. That was the last game that we saw a healthy Joe Burrow right at the ship. Uh, I thought that Baltimore game was going to give them a lot more fits than it ended up doing. They, they looked kind of rusty coming out of everything, but I would say overall throughout the season, I mean, I, I, I should be happy. I, it turns out that I can't be happy that the 49ers are here because I'm beefing with Tyler and uh, fat boy fadeaway and the 49ers and Brock Purdy, but they, they were my preseason pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I thought they'd be playing the Bengals because, you know, I'm a selfish, I'm blinded by my orange and black glasses. If you couldn't tell, but this is the team that I thought from the very beginning and, and a lot of people have thought from the very beginning probably is the best team in the NFC and, and should be the team that represents the conference in the Super Bowl. Um, it, they have the best players, best rosters, best playmakers in the NFL. And, and Brock Purdy seems to be a pretty decent quarterback, especially when it comes to crunch time. And, and look, this this roster compared to the last time these two teams faced the Super Bowl, the talent level is so much more immensely slanted towards towards the 49ers now right the additions of chase young christian mccaffrey um a, a, a more tenured debo samuel a more tenured brandon Ayuk, um much much deeper defense like it's the additions are just wildly different wildly different and that is a kudos to john lynch and the bronco west of the of the nfc as we like to call it, with the amount of additions this team has it's 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 crazy because like i said this team Last year was one game away, right? It was one game away. It was one game away, and then obviously we all know, we all we all remember Brock Purdy not being able to throw a football, <laughs> and Josh Johnson, who was in the preseason for the preseason roster for the Broncos last year, trot out there, and I remember telling myself, oh, "This is fucked. They they lost. Like, there's no chance. It doesn't matter how talented this team is because it's it's throwing a four string quarterback out there." But Brock Purdy this year has shown 
he's not a third string quarterback. He's not a second string quarterback. He is a legit starter in this league. And that's and and like I said, getting him more comfortable with the run CMCs, the Kittles of the world, and especially this great offense line makes life so so much easier. And like I said, he, I would I. I I, I think compared to that 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 season, he has done a much better th- job than Jimmy has in making sure that the pieces around him get touches when they need to. Because each game, you see Kittle get his touches. You may, you see Debo, you see um, CMC evenly split out where the defense is constantly guessing. It seemed as though that 20, 2018, 2018 or 2017, whatever it was, team was more dependent on Elijah Mitchell, Raheem Mostert, and and and, and hoping Garoppolo didn't fuck Manuel up. Manuel Sanders was there too. Manuel Sanders, like Manuel not Sanders. Hoping, hoping not to fuck up throwing the football. And now that they have so many playmakers around them, Shanahan just doesn't know what to do with all these riches. <laughs> and he's done an excellent job incorporating every single little piece. He uh, Kittle, I think, is is a guy that should be recognized. He's he's the he's been a captain pretty much since he became the starting tight end. There's been a couple of times he's close to breaking all time tight end records and setting NFL records. Um, I mentioned it last week, but he had when they lost the Super Bowl against Kansas City a couple of years ago. He said it wasn't going to be the only time that he's there. He's going to get another chance. Uh, I think that that was the mentality of this team. Think about it. I was thinking about it as a Bengals fan because I heard it on one of the shows that I listened to, but two years ago we're in the Super Bowl, and now last year we went to the AFC Championship and lost to this guy Patrick Mahomes. This year Burrow's hurt, so we lost another year in this window. San Francisco three years ago very easily could have fallen into this land of, of obscurity. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl last season, made it to the playoffs, and were out in the second round and looked pitiful down the stretch. Like, come on now. It could have been a totally different shift, but I think Kittle, I think uh, Fred Warner, the guys that have both sides of the football were able to rally behind what they already know they built. The fact that they know the struggle that it is to get there. Why leave it that close? I think that's this, this second year that we're now seeing the comeback against um, in the, in the playoff run, the comeback against, Packers. Let's see. Now I'm, I'm drawing a, bl- a blank. The uh, Packers, Packers and and coming back against the the Lions, where you're tied at the start of the fourth quarter, where you don't even need a fourth quarter comeback. This is a team that knows they're very close to accomplishing the goal that they set out to do, and they know what it's like to have lost and see the confetti fall for the other side. I think that's a, a huge X factor for this side. It's a huge X factor, and and look. I- there, John Lynch has done an absolutely excellent job with this team. Let's the the draft the draft uh, the draft room for the San Francisco 49ers is the best in football in my opinion, and the GM staff right now is the best in football because let's not forget this team traded away lots of a multitude of draft picks to go get Trey Lance to go get their quarterback of the future. Let's not forget Trey Lance is now a backup quarterback on the team that they just hit, shit kicked in the playoffs or during the regular season and didn't do anything in the playoffs. They traded up to go get this guy and all those draft picks that turned into lots of future assets for the dolphins and everything. They didn't have those. They didn't have those. You find your quarterback in a seventh round pick. You, and then look, you decide, you know what? Christian McCaffrey over there in, in San Francisco what did Mike Shanahan do? Oh, he won some Super Bowls with a talented running back and great receivers. Kyle, let's do the fucking same, right? <laughs> right? Mike, Mike Shanahan built it better than anybody. He said, you know what, Elway, at the back end of your career, let's not let you do everything. Let's get a workhorse running back 
cough, cough, Christian McCaffrey, and get and, and put two great receivers on the outside and say, do you what you do best and manage a football game. Yes, I, I, I said that, Tyler. And, 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 and Kyle has done an excellent job forming this team around how, around how he wants to build a championship roster. Because like I said, they play hard-nosed football defensively, and offensively they get the ball to their playmakers and make the most out of every single play they make. Every single play they make. Because you know when they get the ball, whether it be a fucking third down, third and ten throw to Kyle Juice check on the sideline, toe tap in the, in the NFC Championship, or it's a Christian McCaffrey um, 40-yard burst off of an ISO play, this team just knows where to put guys in the correct places. It absolutely does, and and like, like I said, with Shanahan's teams in the past, it was always missing one piece. It was always missing one piece. Those years with, well, those year the year when they got to the Super Bowl, keep comparing it to there, they didn't have an offensive weapon that 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 could be a big time threat consistently. Mostert, Mitchell were good. Sanders was good. Kittle was good. They weren't the elite level players they are right now. You have five elite 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 uh, playmakers on your offense, five. And that's not even including a top, a top offensive line of football. And, and you're able to do that because of how good you drafted. Super Bowls are won by drafts. It is a, you win a Super Bowl, you create, a, you create a legacy, you create a, a culture by securing great drafts, plain and simple. When you add free agents, those are pieces to get you over the hump. But you build that through the draft, and and, and adding McCaffrey to to the core they built through the draft, the 49ers have done, done it better than anybody. I want to bring up the point that I also brought up for Andy Reid: if Kyle Shanahan coaches himself out of this game, like we've seen him do in the past, cough cough, twenty eight to three as the offensive coordinator for Atlanta, uh, the last time back in twenty twenty when these two teams met in the Super Bowl, ten point lead, blown in the fourth quarter. Take what is there in front of you. You have done this too many times. If you do it again, it's a trend. It's already started to become a trend. Don't confirm that. You have a lot of people behind you. Creek has had the San Francisco flag up in in the halls as the students walk by for the past couple weeks because Shanahan's an alumni of Cherry Creek High School. We're both alumni of Cherry Creek High School. Like it's It's a very known fact that a lot of people, I mean, I saw it as I was scrolling through ESPN earlier today. Chiefs are the villain, and the Chiefs know that they're the villain, and the Chiefs don't really care right now because they have one singular goal in mind, and they're very damn good at accomplishing it. But this 49ers team seems to be, like, stone cold. They're almost uh, – if we're going to make an make analogies, I'm going to compare this to a bar fight. Kansas City's the toughest guy in the bar, but they've been there for a while. They've been grizzled. They've had a couple wars, but they're always there. They always end up on top. San Francisco's that quiet guy that just walked in and he's sitting down at the bar and he's impressive and somebody's just waiting to test him. If people have tested him so far, he's shown what he's worth and, and we're ready to have ourselves a heavyweight throwdown on Sunday. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that it's down drag out a hell of a game. I don't want it to be a, a boring show. And for those that just are unaware of all the ties that this team and why I said this is Denver Broncos West, like I said, Kyle Shanahan, Cherry Creek alum, where both you and I went to, went to high school. Christian McCaffrey, Valor Christian High School, right down the street from us. Uh, Brian Greasy, quarterback coach. I think he's quarterback coach, maybe offensive coordinator, one of the two. Quarterback coach for uh, um, the 49ers. Um, John Lynch, Hall of Famer for the Denver Broncos. And Tampa Bay Ford Buccaneers, Hall of Famer in the ring of fame here in Denver. Um, then you have – you have the multitude of players as well, right? Randy Gregory over there, brought over. You, you, like it's, 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 there's a lot of great talent from this 49ers team. And, yes, we, we hate 
Kansas City or in Denver. Yes, we do, but it's it, it is it, it, look. I, I'll I'll say uh, I'm, I'm, I'll I'll bring the kudos and adage to what uh, Shannon Sharp said this week. It's like, man, it's cool to see all these old pictures of all those great Broncos teams being brought up with with the McCaffreys and with with the Shanahan's of the world because those are some of the best times this franchise has ever had. And seeing seeing that next generation trying to go get one themselves, if the Broncos can't do it, it's cool to see people who brought a lot of joy to the city also succeed, also succeed. And and, and seeing McCaffrey and seeing seeing Shanahan and, and seeing John Lynch and all these great great Broncos and great or great Coloradans uh, succeed. It's, it's, it's icing to the cake. I'm just going to put this out there, Nico. Last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. So maybe, maybe somebody from this staff goes on and, and solves your problem. Ed McCaffrey was also on that team. Let's not forget. Ed, Ed McCaffrey, McCaffrey was, was also on that team. Yeah, yes. and, and, he, and he got brought over with Mike to the Broncos. But yeah, that, that's, there's way, there's a ton of ties. There's, there, it's crazy how many ties and, and ties look, all over the field. It's all, it's all over the place. Ties everywhere. Um, Speaking of ties, this is a good place to bring up prop bets. We are going to talk a little bit. I have something that I'm going to just kind of spring on you, but it's it's based around where you used to go to school. So there's your hint. And and it's something that I normally wouldn't know is going on, but I happen to remember is happening this weekend. But before we get into that, we always like to look at the prop bets. This week when we make our pick for the Super Bowl, it's worth 25 points. Uh, I If you missed last week, I'm ahead by five points. Um, if we have the same pick for the Super Bowl, we're also going to see we're, – we're going to use these prop bets as a way to gauge who's going to win. So they're silly. They're not always based around the game. I picked one that, or a couple that were, and this is how we're going to reveal who we're picking for the Super Bowl because if you haven't noticed, we have not given away who we're picking, even though it's probably pretty easy to figure out who Nico's not going to pick. Uh, just by process, uh, just by process uh, of elimination uh, and the fact those, that, yeah, the Stanford, the jersey, for those of you on the East Coast, that's a Stanford Cardinal Christian McCaffrey jersey. You guys never stayed up late enough to watch him dominate college football, but he was the best, and, and he's proving that he's still pretty damn good. All right, I have him scrolling across the screen, so if you're watching live on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a like, and if you're watching back, subscribe to the channel anyways. Reba McIntyre is singing the national anthem, so it's another country singer. We talked last year, country singers tend to go long. This year, the over-under for the national anthem is set at 86 and a half seconds. So about two minutes, two and a half minutes, basically. Uh, Star-Spangled Banner, national anthem, it it can be as long or as short as you want it. I'm just hoping, uh, at least I know Reba's a good singer, and it's not going to sound like Fergie. No offense, Fergie, and and I know the the NBA players love that, but it's not going to be that way. I feel like she's going to milk it. So I'm going to say it's going to be – I'll go over 86 and a half seconds for the and National look, Anthem. There's a couple of things. That you, obviously, the country singer part of it um, takes into a massive account, right? Because country singers more like to like to speak their words, and, and, and I'm not making stereotypes here, but that's just what country singers do. I'm going to go under here because last year with Stapleton, I believe it was under as well. And, and it surprised a lot of people. And, and I don't look, I think they're, I don't know how, what the rules are for this. And, and obviously I'm, I work, I work in a sport where I can't legally bet on anything in season. So like I said, I can't bet on the Super Bowl. funny enough, because I'll be in season on Sunday. So yes, you heard that correctly. So I won't be talking about any of those um, bets, but yeah, I, it is, it is crazy to think like, when you're when you're the national anthem singer that people family people will be like hey 
speed this shit up or hey slow this shit down it, it, it does go Reba, remember remember whitney houston do whitney do whitney it, 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 which whitney houston the one that that uh that uh the flash the crowd or or the was that whitney no, I, was, I was talking about the national anthem one at the astrodome i i don't know what you were talking i don't know what one you were talking was, about was, i watched so- the movie and everything that wasn't in there I forgot who it was that flashed the crowd at, at the halftime show. Oh no, that was Janet Jackson. That, that was yeah, Janet, that, that was, was Justin Timberlake right, and Janet right. Jackson. You're right, you're right. I was I was I was off on that. I'm gonna go under. Uh, Stapleton bombed me out last year when he obviously went under. So I'll just say it goes under because I think that honestly, there's so much fucking juice that needs to be talked about in this game, and so many video packages of shots at Taylor, shots at the game that they'd be like, hey. Keep it the fucking sixty to seventy seconds. <laughs> like what well, this ain't about you, dog. <laughs> we ain't here for you. I'll tell you what. Stapleton voice, great enough. This is Dolly Parton conversation for it. Reba McIntyre, this this is twenty twenty four. Okay, no one really gives a fuck about you. I'm sorry. She's just but a it, single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops. Nico, Reba is a legend. Shout out Little Rascals movie she was in. If you know the reference, you know the reference. I just think that people like you know this is there's there's more uh, there's more juicier things here. So give me the under. All right. Uh, will the national anthem be acapella? Yes or no? Is she no, gonna have something uh, behind I'll, her? I'll go no. I think it's just her. All right. I, I, I think it's just her. Yeah, acapella is just her. Oh, well, oh, yeah. But then yes, it is her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot what right. acapella was for a second. I thought acapella was a group. Fuck. It's perfect. Uh, okay. it's perfect. Yeah, yes. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Just herself. Yeah, Just I, no one else. I'm, no one I'm else. also gonna go. Yes, I don't. I don't think there's gonna be anything because if she is gonna milk it, if she does go over, it's gotta be acapella because then she can she can take as long as she wants. Uh, next one is based around the fact that this is gonna be in Las Vegas. So I believe it's the first, well, besides the Stanley Cup final, obviously, but this is like the first neutral site. And this is a major event um, for the city of Las Vegas. The prop is what will Las Vegas landmark will be shown first. This is also interesting for the two of us because we used to play in the national tournament out there. We've been to Vegas quite a bit. I've been now as an adult as well. It's awesome. It's amazing. But uh, what landmark from Vegas do you think is going to be shown first? Does this does this take into account after the initial kickoff? Is my question that that because this will that will change my tune. I think it's going to be, or is I don't it? Know or if it's going to be? It's it not the after, kickoff. Like, it's it's when they switch from so after the last bit of the pregame. So they go from the pregame show and then they play like the this is this broadcast is private uh property of the nfl everything and then cbs comes through once they like show the opening it's when they put their title thing up on the screen what landmark is going to be behind it so like for colorado it's always the mountains this may be a cop-out answer because if it was before if if it because it technically is before the kickoff i would lean toward the welcome to las vegas sign that's my lean but I am going to go with – I think this is a cop-out answer because this is kind of fucking a little iffy. I think they're going to go with the strip skyline. A, a, a strip skyline. The strip skyline of, uh, of just all of the cars and everything over the, 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 the strip. I think that will be the initial because I think the Welcome to Las Vegas thing will be the very, very opener for like the pregame show. I think that will be the opener when we're like, like like during a timeout or something, just showing the city. I think that it'll be over the city, just a mass mayhem over the city. And I think that's what I'll go with. 
I'm trying to. So I'm. I my thinking behind this is what are they trying to make sure people? Because this is obviously advertising for people to go to Las Vegas too. You don't have to come for the Super Bowl. You can come and get drunk and gamble anytime. This is you can watch everybody come. That's you can watch this is why they have the big yet. shiny buildings because people see what goes on in Las Vegas and they're like, ooh, shiny lights, bright lights, lots of slots, money. Ooh, I want to go. Um, what do they want people to see? I I was thinking, you know, Bellagio Fountain, because everybody hears about the Bellagio Fountain. If you've seen The Hangover, the, the fountains is, is the intro credits. It's going in the background. The NHL All-Star Game, when it was in Las Vegas, did a lot with the Bellagio Fountain. But speaking of the NHL, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe the sphere, because the NHL oh. draft is going to be in the sphere. It's the new That's- shiny toy. That that that's 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 a very very good answer. I like that. I'm not going to change mine because I'll let you have that one. But that is a because because you can show the logo on the sphere, like yeah. like, like like when you when you look at the uh, last couple major events that Vegas had. Obviously the Formula One race. Um, they had that golf. Uh, they had some sort of golf major golf term down there as well. First thing they showed was sphere. Because they had a golf ball as a sphere, they had the Formula One little horse, or not race horse, but like the racing helmet. Like that's a great, great combo. I did hear though that the U2 concert is a little underwhelming. Is what I've been told. It's from told in the sphere because they don't play the hits. Is all I'm gonna say. I, I, I'm not seeing it. They never play the hits. I know, they, but they forcibly, they forcibly downloaded a new album onto everybody's phone. You remember that shit? People yeah, were yeah. so mad. I remember. I remember. And if I, I tried to explain that to my it. students today, they'd be like, "What?" It just, yeah, no, it just showed up on your phone and like took a whole gigabyte of your data of your data. It's crazy, yeah. You had, everyone was like, "Why the fuck is YouTube on my phone?" It was like the I only music. Know, I didn't order a YouTube album. It's like, and everyone searched through their history. I'm like, I didn't purchase this. Where the fuck did that come from? And yeah, no, it, it, it was a wild time to be alive. Is all I'm gonna say. iPhone, what was it six, seven, somewhere around there, 2012, yeah. I think. It was yeah, like yeah, seven, was, gen- seven generations of the iPhone ago, Nico. That's uh, now we're aging ourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Will Gronk. It's the kick of destiny part. Two. I mentioned this at the center of attention. I guess I didn't even give you really a chance to talk about it, but Carl Weathers has been in those commercials. They, FanDuel did come out and say that they're changing it up. They're going to have somebody different in, in the commercials now out of respect, but uh the bet is, will Gronk make or miss his kick of destiny? He missed it last year, which is why they're doing the part de and, and giving him a, a redemption shot. You like to think in a redemption shot that they're going to give it to him? I think they're going to go with the double swerve. I think they're expecting everybody to expect him to make it, and, and Vegas is going to clean up, and, and he's going to miss. He's going to miss for two years in a row. So, so last year, you couldn't bet on that. That was just like a yeah. fun little Fandle thing. This year, through the Fandle app, no free shout-outs, you can physically bet on if he's going to make it. And right now, majority of the bets are on him to make it because like, obviously they don't think he's going to miss it two years in a row. For that, for that reason, I make I'm going to go miss as well. I'm going to go miss as well. I think they swerve again, or I'm I'm going to throw this out that he misses it, but I throw it out that they make it in the commercial because I think that they'll they'll because John Cena oh, was like a more, dude dude perfect a, thing like, like like he misses it. 
but someone else comes up and kicks it also and makes it. And I, and I think that could be John Cena. So technically Gronk misses it. Someone else makes it. I think that's, 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 that's where we're going to go with for me. I'm, I'm not going to say put, put down that someone else is going to make it, but with all these other celebrities in this commercial, all those very clever commercial, I don't know if you saw the Paramount commercial, that shit had me dying. Like the, the, it's going to be very interesting how they do it all. John Cena was rumored. Obviously they had Carl Weathers in there. He won't be there, but like they, 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 they've had a lot of those celebrities go in there. So I would not be surprised at all if it was a swerve where he misses it and they have like, I don't know, Vinatieri walk up, be like, I heard you need a big game kicker and makes it. And then that's the commercial. And I, I, I would not be surprised at all if that happened. Uh, now moving into the casual side of the game, we, we don't, the fan duel is a commercial. That was a kick of destiny last year. And now into the halftime show, we all know it's coming at some point. It's got to be in the set. If it's not, I'm going to be pretty upset. Uh, yeah. When is Usher going to sing? Yeah. In the prop, it said beginning, middle, or end of his set. When When is yeah going to be um, blasting through our, our television screens as we're all getting a refill in, on our drinks and, and chips and dip? First one. And First I want one? you to write this down. It's going to start a piece of A-Town. Is that Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's that's going to start with that. It's gonna it's gonna have a little light show. It's gonna be up, and then he's gonna come out, peace out, a town, and then it's gonna drop, and it's gonna be the first song. I, I will stand on that because look, you only get three, four songs, and they're, they're like half of songs. Let's not forget, they're not fucking full length songs. So you come out with a banger to start, and you just let it rip in my town because that's that's because like I said, I. I forgot who it was. I think it was the year the Bengals were in the Super Bowl was the year where they had like eight different rap that was Emin- That was Eminem and uh, – that Stoop was the, like um, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. And, it was, and Dr. Dre was the main one, but Dr. Dre brought Snoop, Eminem, and, and all, all those guys. All Let's see. And they didn't start with uh, the the little chime. I forgot you, what you, you don't think that he's going to – you don't I think, think that he's going to pull out uh, Love in This Club? No, absolutely not. I know that. I know. know. You, 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 as you were saying that, you were like, you're talking something out of that. You're like, no, I can't do that. (laughs) These are my confessions. Yeah, it's it's probably gonna be that one. I feel like he should just do yeah and bring Ludacris back and Lil John just and then have all those three. I mean, Ludacris is now in the State Farm commercial, so we're gonna see Ludacris on Sunday as well. Here, here, here's another prop you can throw in there. Just just one that I thought of on the top of my head. Over under two and a half uh, guests with him. Oh, it's gonna be over. It's gonna over? over. I think it could yeah. be under. I think it goes two on the dot. It's very, very solo. It's also, but it's Vegas. It's Vegas because it. If does people does be an there, Elvis personator walk up on the stage? No, <laughs> I say, I, I he say, may, so. he may cover an Elvis song, but there ain't gonna be a no. You think somebody else is gonna let somebody else on the stage? No. All I'm gonna say is I would not be surprised to see someone dress up as Elvis in the fucking. Does Taylor Swift come down and do a a? a pop-up performance no, in the middle of his no, set no. I, i'm gonna say no to that. people are the new conspiracy going around and and it's funny because my grandmother she's an avid listener of this show which is awesome but and also a little bit concerning with some of the things that we talk about um but she was saying like you should get raleigh on because she's a swifty and you guys need yeah. a swifty's point of view i was like no, no. the swifty point of view is just the general point of view every year of the super bowl i want to watch the commercials and 
Oh my God! It, it look, it's a it, Travis is on the TV. We get, we get, we get, Raleigh has Raleigh has a free invite during non-football season because, like, <laughs> like I said, this is this is this is a football show and we talk about football. And then you I go, made five plus very three, clear. <laughs> five plus eight is thirteen. Super Bowl fifty-eight. 13's Taylor's favorite number. Like said, you know what? Has, what her favorite I, color is? She has a Red. free invite. She has a free invite after. NHL and NBA playoffs, free invite. She can come on whenever she wants. I am not. I was just, not. I was just laughing. I'm I was laughing saying, because I was coaching the wrestling saying. practice and I got a text message. She's like, you know what? You guys need this Swifty point of view. I was like, mm, this, we're kind of anti, anti-Swifty anti point of view on this show. Uh, I don't think it would be a hostile environment if, if they did come on. Um, I tell right, one so guy you have, and all of a sudden I get crucified by the whole fan base. I've already been crucified by the whole fan base. I don't need to continue. <laughs> I I'm gonna say Usher performs. Yeah, in the middle, just be a little bit different. Uh, next one is about the game. Who is gonna score? The, who's gonna score first? So this is just p- pure score. Any any points that get put on the board? Travis Kelsey. It's it's so the it's, Chiefs score first. Chiefs score first. Chiefs get the ball first. Four ers win the toss. Chiefs score first. Get get the ball first. Travis Kelsey gets the touchdown, and the fucking rating skyrockets. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say because we like to say the NFL scripted, but this is a hell of a script they're writing. Okay, and, and what would be better than Travis Kelsey getting the end zone first and 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 uh, and and showing Taylor on the fucking jumbotron right as the game starts. Is all I'm gonna say. You want to keep the look. You want to keep the fans invested. Taylor shows up in the first fucking eight minutes of the football game after Travis scores. That's enough. That's enough to keep everyone watching. Not just for the commercials. To keep everyone watching. So I believe the game is scripted. Give me Travis Kelsey. All right. I'm gonna go with the 49ers scoring first. But the way that it's gonna happen is on the first play they're gonna throw an out route to Kelsey when the Chiefs have the ball. But before the ball gets to him, we're going to have a dodgeball sequence where Taylor's up in the box. I love you. I love you. Pooh gets blown up by Fred Warner. And then Dre, Dre Greenlaw picks it off and runs all the way. And, and Dre Greenlaw and scores Nick a first touchdown. Yes. And Nick also yells at him, Joey loves Chachi. Exactly. Exactly. You're on the same page now. I think San Francisco is going to score first. Okay. I'm not going to pick who I want, but uh, I'm just going to say that it's not a bad choice. I just think that the game is just it's, – it's Jimmy. It, it's like it, like it's the perfect scenario for the NFL. It, it is, unfortunately, because as they much as they, they, they don't want to say it, it is a perfect scenario. Because if Kelsey scores up to eight touchdown, my God. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's the Super Bowl, but it's the biggest moment. One of the biggest moments in fucking pop culture. Tony Romo starts rapping in the booth to shake it off. Uh-oh. Uh oh, dude! I'm, I'm serious. Getting down. I'm serious when I say Travis Kelsey scoring the first touchdown of the Super Bowl may be one of the biggest pop culture moments in in, in sports history. I'm and it's crazy thinking about that. To, but why do I'm we have saying. to talk about that? Why why do we even have to talk about that? But it it is you're you're not incorrect. Uh, this is how we're picking our Super Bowl champions. So this is how we're gonna get our game picked. Last prop bet. It's the one that we do every year. What color? is the Gatorade going to be for the winning team? Now, uh, I guess I, I'm going to let you go first because you are trailing. So you get to choose the team and uh, and what color you think okay. the Gatorade's going to be. First things first, I'm not going to base this off of like dumb shit, okay? I have reasoning behind this. Um, and, and media day, which I was very, very uh, um, watched very closely because there's a lot of interesting things about it. A lot of people ask interesting questions. question was brought up to Andy Reid. 
question was brought up to Kyle Shanahan. What color gator is your favorite? Both, said Orange. Give me orange. I'm going to go orange. Absolutely going to go orange here. Both of them said their favorite favorite Gatorade flavor is orange. Whether that makes a difference or not, I don't know. But uh, um, apparently, like after the, after that media day, the odds of orange jumped from plus seven hundred to like plus three fifty. Maybe it changed now, but it like skyrocketed after that happened. Because because like I said, you don't know if that has any play into it. Because I'm sure a team maybe like you know what I think we like this flavor more. Maybe this is the flavor we will we drink on the sideline when we won our last Super Bowl. Something along those lines, or maybe it's hot hot commodity, whatever it may be. People have weird statistics. Uh, superstitions that's the correct word i'm not stitious i'm, I'm not superstitious just a little stitious um so i'm gonna go orange because both guys said orange i'm going the 49ers i'm wearing a christian mccaffrey jersey i just called them the denver broncos west of the, of the nfl i look i like i said I'm, I'm never going to root for the 49 or the chiefs to win the super bowl i will never i don't care as long as i live um and as long as Patrick Mahomes is a damn good quarterback it's like i would never root for them just plain and simple. I will never pick them in the Super Bowl, and I sure as hell will never root for them. And, and like I said, seeing Christian, seeing John Lynch, seeing Ed McCaffrey there, seeing uh, um, Kyle Shanahan, a lot of ties, hosting a Super Bowl would be a dream come true. Absolutely dream come true for all of us Broncos fans because it'd be a fucking stake into the fucking dynasty, and it'd be a cool, and it'd be it'd be, it'd be a great, uh, um, not rendition, but it'd be a great. Uh, 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 fucking what's the word a great fucking not a great a great throwback and a great a great callback to all some of the best broncos teams of all time with the with the greats on this team so give me the 49ers i like i said i'm i'm going to be wearing my christian mccaffrey jersey on sunday when, when i'm when i'm in virginia for the for the game and watching it with my team and, and like i said i will never never look i will never wear that color red I will never wear that color red, and I will never wear that color yellow, especially rooting for them in the Super Bowl. Now, is it a smart move betting with with my heart? No, it's not. It's a fucking idiotic move because betting against Chiefs in the playoffs is a terrible idea, <laughs> horrendous idea. It's why I, I think I lost last year's playoff uh, fucking bracket. It's why, why I you're lost, losing this one. Why I'm losing this one? It just does not do well for me at all. Okay, <laughs> so so yeah. I, I I'm, I'm gonna die on my sword. And it sucks, but I'm going to do it. And give give me give me the 49ers. All right, you're going orange Gatorade. You're going 49ers. I'm gonna go blue Gatorade, basic blue, basic bitch blue. Um, it's my favorite flavor for anybody out there listening. <clears throat> if my students happen to find this, blue Gatorade, blue Gatorade might boost your grade just a little bit. I didn't say that. Nobody heard that. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. For the reason, I think I'm 0 for 2 in the last couple of years picking Super Bowls. Obviously, I lost the Bengals one. Uh, I picked the Eagles last season, and it didn't happen. I've been killed by Patrick Mahomes so many times that I think I've finally been beaten down enough. But maybe I'm the mush that everybody needs, and this is going to be the end of the dynasty. I'm either going to win the playoff pick them, and I'm going to sweep NFL picks this year for the podcast, first time in, in the show's history, or... I lose and I don't have to deal with Patrick Mahomes being a three-time Super Bowl champion within the first seven years of his career. You're hedging uh, your happiness, which is honestly a lot smarter than what I'm doing. So I'm happy for you that you you can be happy in one direction because I'm only happy in one direction. Or you're happy in two directions. I'm happy in one direction. So I, I unfortunately, you have been in with my heart. And here we go. All right. Last thing that we're going to talk about before we send everybody off to enjoy the Super Bowl weekend festivities 
It's the waste management open, baby. Uh, I have my cousin and her husband are going out there. So they're going to be, I think they're trying to plan on going to like the loudest hole that the one day. 16th hole. Um, 16th hole. But uh, you, have will, you been I'll, to? I have. I have been three times. I have not stood at 16th hole though. I've not stood there because unfortunately the one year, all my friends went to this, went to the 16th hole. Um, uh, I uh, accidentally slept in and woke up at six o'clock when, when you have to be up literally at fucking 2 AM, you have to stand in line at fucking 4 AM because if you're not there two hours before the gates open and yes, I am not, joking i am not joking i so so if you're if your friends are going to the, the waste management open and, and plan on going to the 16th hole and sitting there you need to be there at 2 a.m 3 a.m that's serious that is not 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 an inch of me lying about this because it is a four hour wait to get into the 16th hole if you if you show up after if you are not in the first wave because that first wave there are x amount of seats and there's x amount of room and look, I'm going to say this straight up. 16th hole is fun. It is one of the most legendary holes, pause, in, in all of golf. And I, and I, and I love everything surrounded. I've, I've shot I've, – I've played TPC Scott Steele. And I literally shot four balls on hole 16 because of how legendary it is. And it was one of the coolest golf moments I've ever had in my life. But if you're going to go to the Waste Management Open, I would highly, highly recommend what I did for all three. Obviously, one of those wasn't my choices. But you walk around, follow a group you like. One, the, year, the couple of years why I went, I followed JT, I followed Bubba Watson, and then I followed a couple of the guys one other year. Following a group and just seeing them play, like one of your favorite golfers, is one of the most entertaining parts about it because you get to see you see each hole, pause, you get to see how everything goes, and that's the best way to go about it. So I'd pick a guy. If you're like, man, I can't wait to see this guy. I can't. I, this, is, this is my guy. And maybe you don't have that guy. Then go to a random hole. Um, maybe like 15, I know 15 has that bunker on the back end. I think 14 also has that. There's a couple other really, really fun holes. There's a whole lot. I think it was, I think it's 16 or not 16. I think it's 15 that has the the right hole right before hole 16, where it's an Island where the hole is on. And it's one of the coolest holes. I literally shoot shot five shots in the water in that hole is all I'm going to say. So it's not fucking, it's not good if you're an amateur golfer, but it's entertaining golf. And like I said today, as I was working today, um, I was, I was, I, was, I had to get, I had it on the background. So I was enjoying it. Obviously weather delay, unfortunately, uh, waited out, but it is one of the most fun atmospheres you'll ever, you'll ever see. You'll ever, you'll ever get to, you'll ever get to be a part of. I recommend everyone because the Masters is a tournament that is a nacho of everything. It's stuffy. It, 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 it is it is the premier it is the super bowl of golf if you want to go to the fucking frat party of golf and fucking chug some beers you want to go have drink, some fun you want to have some fun you want to you, you look if you this this is my you're not a thing. patron you're not a patron I, this weekend you are a fucking frat boy okay and, and, and you, you you ride those colors proud because the majority of the people i cannot tell you how many people i walked around that 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 weekend and saw get carried um out of the and, and exited out because they were way too drunk because it's hot it's it, it, it's a, it, it, it's it's humid because because it, because it, it, it's it's weird spring springtime so it's winter time and you're drinking a lot of beer and it's it can be oh it can be a be a long run is all I'm gonna say it could be a long run yeah. if you don't stay hydrated and find some shade wear a hat wear something that you you're you're able to sweat in, and 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 
pound some drinks is all I'm going to say. The Southwest is going to be consuming a major, just so much alcohol this weekend. It's, it's the fact that it's the Super Bowls in Vegas and Waste Management opens in Arizona now, it's it's going to be – Last week it was beer. the same weekend, and it was just absolutely mayhem. The amount of people that – it was the same week that all of that was going on. And, and like I said, being went, going out to school in Arizona and going to the event, if you're in the Arizona area, the tickets are not super expensive. It's literally general admittance. There's no seats. Like you, you, you find a spot, you stand there, or you, you, you bring a little metal chair and you take a seat and just watch guys go by. You fall around, walk around. Like, but like I said, 16th hole is – it's something else. It is something else. The, you get booed if you don't hit the green. You, you you get cheered if you hit the green. If you shank the ball, you get booed the whole tournament. If you get a hole-in-one, you're forever you're a forever legend. One of the best shots in golf history and one of the most memorable is Tiger Woods um, holding him or, or ace – I think it's eagling or acing um, 16 in like 2001 or 2002, and he, the crowd went. Erupted and went nuts, and that was like the, that was the pre pre craziness of, of of this tournament. So, like I said, I, if, if you have if you if you're bored on Saturday and you have nothing to do outside of pray for the Super Bowl and watch Super Bowl highlights, throw on a wasted management open, and you'll 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 enjoy it. I think that's a good place to end this one. Be sure wherever you're checking us out, subscribe, like the video. Uh, tell a friend if you're listening back on audio, be sure to follow the show, whichever platform you're listening on. Uh, check us out on Variety Sports as well. Be sure to give them a follow at Variety underscore sports underscore. We're at FEOTB pod. Uh, episode 171 live. Super I, Bowl 58. I will say Go one ahead. more thing. One more thing. Nuggets are playing the Lakers right now on Kobe night. Kobe just got a statue unveiled. Um, if you're listening to this live, just know that that I may come at a ton of Lakers fans' heads tonight on Twitter. Okay, so be prepared to see a lot of tweets about this game because I would love nothing more than to, than to show them who's daddy. Put up the ticker, Jimmy. Love show it's, them it's who's there. fucking daddy. Yeah. Oh, it's there. It's there. And, and to remind them who who runs the West. So um, it's sixteen eleven right now. So after this, I'm gonna go. Obviously, watch the rest of this game. But I, like I said, Kobe, happy got a statue, happy got honored. Uh, this is Denver's time. It's like we're, 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 we run the show. Uh, for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, episode 171 of the Far Out of the Bed podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.